0: You're listening to the Happy and Healthy Podcast with Amy Lang, founder of Moxie Club. When you're looking for lasting weight loss, join us here for the mindset you need, a dash of inspiration, and stories that will bring it all to life. Episode number 73. Well, hi there, Amy here. Thank you so much for joining me for another episode of the Happy and Healthy Podcast. And if this is your first time tuning in, well then, let me be the first to welcome you. <laughs> and of course, I'm going to be the only one that welcomes you today. So anyway, as I was scrolling through Facebook last week, I saw a really funny post, and it was actually the perfect one for today's episode. So it is a conversation between me and weight loss, all right? Me, I can't wait to lose weight in my stomach, thighs, and arms. Weight loss, we are taking your boobs. Me, but my legs and face, my back fat. Weight loss, boobs. I think so many of us, when it comes to weight loss, we really do wish that we were able to specify where we wanted to lose weight. And unfortunately, we don't get to control that. For the most part, it really just comes off in layers, right? So earlier this week, I had dinner with my friends Rose and Tim, who were members of Pacific Heights Health Club before I closed it back in November of 2019. And at dinner, we were talking about what it was about the health club that was so special. And we clearly had a really strong sense of community there. And both Rose and Tim actually also participated in the small group training program that we had at Pacific Heights Health Club. So as we were leaving... Rose actually mentioned how um, she has a milestone birthday coming up. She's going to be turning 60. And she commented on how she's actually walking quite a bit these days. She's somewhere between like 10 and 20,000 steps a day. And yet she's noticed that she actually has more aches and pains than when she was working out at the club. So I noted how picky I was with who actually got to train at the club, that the trainers had quite a bit of experience. And then I actually had some that had certifications as functional aging specialists. And then I pointed out to her that her current fitness routine is actually missing strength training right? And with the gyms finally opening up again after being closed for a year, I really did encourage her to look for programs, right? Or places that had qualified trainers who could make appropriate modifications to her workouts so that she doesn't get injured, right? Because if you get injured, or you're feeling pains, you're more likely to avoid the classes or the workouts. So what I want to note is that for a lot of women, it seems like workouts are really focused just on cardio, and then maybe some flexibility, like if you're into yoga, all right? But generally speaking, women tend to avoid lifting heavier weights. So when I was training them, they like to stick with like five and 10 pounds. But if you think about how much your kids weigh, (laughs) you wanted them to get to at least 10 pounds, right? So they would sleep through the night. But as they grow up and you're carrying them, more than likely they're 30 or 40 pounds. So there really is no need to worry about lifting heavier. All right you do not have to worry about getting bulked up because generally speaking, women just don't have enough testosterone. That's one of the reasons why men tend to be able to lose weight more easily if they add strength training to whatever their weight loss efforts are, right? So if you're someone that doesn't include strength training or resistance training, those are really interchangeable terms. What ends up happening as we get older, as part of the natural aging process, starting in our 30s, our body tends to start losing muscle. And if you're really sedentary, you can lose about 5% of your muscle mass about every 10 years, every decade, which unfortunately means if you weighed, let's say 100 pounds and you were really sedentary, in a decade, you could lose up to five pounds of muscle. So if you weighed 200 pounds, you could lose up to 10 pounds of muscle, right? So between say 40 and 50 years of age and muscle is metabolically active. That's hard to say, Metabolic, metabolically. <laughs> Anyways, which means that, let's be conservative. Let's say uh, a pound of muscle burns five calories per day. So 10 pounds of muscle would be 50 calories, and five pounds would be 25 calories. So if you weigh between say 100 and 200 pounds, it means over the course of a year, it would be very, very easy, even if nothing else changed, your eating patterns didn't change, your activity level didn't change, you would still wind up gaining somewhere between three and five pounds a year, just based on simple math. And if you think about it, This is probably also why it gets more difficult to lose weight as we get older, because we have less muscle. So strength training can help to slow that process down. And if you have been really sedentary and you start strength training, you can actually regain a lot of that muscle that you've lost as well. The other thing, that strength training does is, especially for women, it protects us against osteoporosis, okay? So with the pandemic, right, I know that there are a lot of older adults that have become physically much less active. And actually, there's been some cognitive decline as well because of the last 14, 15 months where we've been essentially sheltering in place right before the vaccine. So even simple things like getting out of a chair or using the bathroom or climbing stairs, when you lack strength, those become harder and harder to do. And those are actually just activities of daily life, right? This is what we need to be able to do in order to live independently, So a lot of older adults, because they got off schedule, right, they got out of their routine, they ended up not eating well, right? Probably not drinking enough water, staying hydrated, not moving a whole lot, and they got weaker. This is very different from parents who have kids at home who were jumping up and down and you were finding ways to keep them active, right? I'm referring to the grandparents here. So folks that are in their late 60s, 70s, 80s, and beyond. So when everything gets harder, there's even more resistance to move, right? So when you think about it, without that strength, right? As we lose muscle, everything gets harder, right? Our metabolism slows down. The risk of falling goes up because our balance isn't as good. And when this happens, when our mobility is compromised, right, when perhaps we can't live independently, then generally speaking, our quality of life can decrease significantly. So what I really wanna encourage you to do is to make sure that you have strength training as part of your fitness program, okay? So whatever we're doing in our current decade sets us up for how things will be in the next decade. And the beautiful thing about strength training is that it's never too late to get started. So when I talk about strength training, I am actually talking about lifting fairly significant weight, which means if you're going to put load on your spine, we want to make sure that you're using proper form, right? And then if you have any imbalances that maybe you start with some corrective exercises as well. So I just want to make sure, right, as a personal trainer, that you understand when you lift weights, there is a risk of injury, especially when you're not using proper form. But avoiding it isn't the answer, okay? Seriously, as I talk about this, I don't want you to shy away from strength training. Okay. The benefits just far outweigh the risks when you're working with someone who knows what they're doing. So the beautiful thing about strength training is this concept of specificity. So unlike weight loss, when we're talking about fat, (laughs) where we can't like use a spot remover for fat, we can actually train specific muscles or muscle groups, okay? And if you need another reason to manage your stress levels, right, to lower them, I want you to be aware that the stress hormone cortisol does trigger your body to store fat in that belly region, all right, so, If you're new to resistance or strength training, I do recommend looking for a trainer that specializes in functional training, okay? So when it comes to functional training, what you'll be doing is actually movements that translate into daily activities. So you can always ask the trainer, why am I doing this exercise? And there will be a way to show you how it translates into some movement that is functional, all right? So it's not a very sexy expression, right? A function, functional training sounds pretty boring, but it's so important. And if you're looking for some other things, right? Pilates and yoga are also great, right? They'll be using body weight and some other forms of resistance. If you're going to go with a fitness class, I would encourage you to look for fitness classes that are small, all right? I'm talking no more than like eight or 10 people because again, we wanna make sure that if, especially if you're new to the exercises, that you've got plenty of attention to make sure that you're using proper form, okay? And then small group training is very popular right now And that's where, again, you have one trainer and maybe four to six people in a group. So with strength training and some flexibility training, you'll see that you can actually improve your balance quite a bit. Okay, so if you're into things like playing tennis and boating, whether it's sailing or cruising, being able to get on and off a boat easily, make sure that you don't spill your drink. (laughs) Right. And even things like playing tennis or golf or getting up and down when you're playing with your grandkids. Right. So the other thing with strength training that people might not realize is how much it can actually help with your brain health as well. So when you look at child development, you'll see that brain development follows movement. So if you are learning something new, right, that helps. If you're moving more and in different ways, then you're likely improving your blood circulation and that can definitely help your brain. And then also, if you're doing any activities where you're crossing the midline, so things like dancing or learning a new skill like the 70-year-old man that learned how to pole vault. I'm serious. It was a story that Mark Middleton from Growing Boulder shared. So anything that actually crosses that midline is really, really helpful. And again, you do not have to lift weights like a bodybuilder, right, in order to benefit from resistance training or strength training. And it really is is never too late to get started, to gain or regain the muscle mass that we've lost, right? As well as really just improve our mobility, our mental sharpness, and our metabolic health. So there is a chart, right, that I'm going to post in the show notes that really walks you through what maintaining our functional capacity over the course of our life can look like. So when you look at this chart, you'll see along the X axis, that horizontal axis is age, right? So the chart shows early life and then adult life and then older age. And then along the Y axis is functional capacity. So when you're looking at this chart, if your functional capacity is in the yellow zone, that means that you're able to take care of activities of daily life, right? Things that are required to live independently. If you cross over into the red zone, then you've basically crossed the disability threshold right? That means that your ability to live independently is definitely jeopardized. And then above that, if you're in the blue or green areas in terms of your functional capacity, it means that you're able to do the things that you want to do. And then when you look at the light blue area, I would say that's performing at an even higher level, So think more in terms of athletic conditioning, like the man who learned how to pole vault at 70. So when you look at this chart, I want you to note the two lines that depict the range of function in individuals. So that dark navy line, the navy blue line really shows what is possible when we take care of our body. And then there's an orange line that shows what happens if we don't. So when I look at this chart, my big takeaway is that if I take responsibility for my health and the lifestyle choices that I make, and I'm not just talking about physical ones here, I'm looking at physical, social, and mental well-being. So if I take responsibility and I make healthy choices, then what I can expect is that so many of those choices that I make before 60 will impact the quality of my life afterwards. And that tolerance for less healthy choices when we're younger. Well, the reality is our bodies become less able to deal with them as we get older, right? So think about like when you got really drunk in your teens and 20s and how quickly you recovered versus if you drink too much when you're in your 40s and 50s, right? But someone who's taking care of themselves will have a higher tolerance for when things go bad, right? For things like accidents and illnesses than for someone who hasn't taken care of their body. So the beautiful thing about the human body is when we take care of it, if you look at this chart, you'll notice that what we're able to do in our teens and early 20s If we're taking care of ourselves, the level of functional capacity in our 60s, 70s, and 80s is about the same as our teen years. So there really doesn't have to be the decline that we associate with old age from years ago. And part of that really is about mindset. So even better news, there are some studies that suggest if you have at least two strength training sessions a week, it helps with managing both your body composition, so that would be fat to lean body mass, as well as your cholesterol levels. And People who tend to have high blood pressure also benefit from resistance training. So the thing to make sure that you're looking for is someone who helps you feel competent with the exercises that you're performing. And what you'll notice is that you end up having a renewed confidence in your physical activities even beyond the gym. So if you are looking for some inspiration, I want to introduce you to Ernestine Shepard. She is the world's oldest female bodybuilder at the age of 84. And so you know, when she was 56 years old, she was sedentary. As a matter of fact, she describes herself as a well-padded school secretary and a slug who never worked out a day in her life. And then what happened? Well, she and her sister went shopping for bathing suits. Okay, again, she was 56 years old. And while they were trying on the bathing suits, they found themselves really laughing at each other, right? And they decided it was time to get in better shape. So they joined a gym and started working out together. But tragically, not long afterwards, Ernestine's sister died from a brain aneurysm. So after a period of mourning that lasted for quite a few months, she figured out that her sister really would have wanted her to continue what they had started. So she returned to the gym. And well, the rest is really history. As a matter of fact, she is in the Guinness Book of World Records. So if you're over 40, and you're not doing any strength training, I highly recommend that you get started. And if you're over 50, I highly recommend finding one that has a functional aging specialist certification. And I will actually include a link to the directory for the Functional Aging Institute in the show notes, okay, so that you can find one. And of course, you are welcome to join us inside the private Facebook group, Moxie Women Meetup, where I'll be sharing some exercises that you can do at home to get started, all right? so. If you found today's episode helpful, please share it. And if you're so inclined, I would love for you to write a review as well because it really does help with those algorithms to make this podcast easier for others to find. All right, so thank you again for joining me today. And I will wrap things up with a quote by Jim Rowan. Take care of your body. It's the only place you have to live. You've been listening to the Happy and Healthy Podcast with Amy Lang. If you enjoyed today's episode, by all means, hit the subscribe button now. If you're ready to get started, visit my website, moxieclub.com. That's M-O-X-I-E hyphen dot com. And sign up for a free 20-minute coaching session with me. And remember, making your choices when you're in a state of abundance is where the magic happens.